0: Now join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life.
1: Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening to, and today. And so, Bubba, have you ever had this situation in your life where somebody suggested something to you? Maybe it's something that you really ought to be doing. And then you get about halfway into it, and you're like, why in the world did you ever get me into this? Uh-huh, I, yep. You know, somebody asked you to be on a committee or or serve on a board or maybe take up an exercise or something. Yep. About halfway into it, you're like, mm-hmm.
2: what the heck? Yeah. Does this happen to you? Oh, I, I, I can think of two specific occasions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them uh, was somebody suggested, well, painting is easy. Why don't you just go ahead and paint that room yourself? <laughs> No, absolutely not. This is something that's done by professionals, not me. You mean those people who don't drip? Right. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can be, uh-huh.
1: speaking of painting, I, I, I've had a similar experience to you. I can be as careful. Mm-hmm. I can put the drop cloths down. I can use the tape. I can go and I can talk to the professionals mm-hmm. at the paint store and they can give me the, the right pans mm-hmm. and, the, and the right brushes and the whole thing and I'm still going to drip. Right. I mean, I can be very, very careful. And then and you, you sit and you watch a professional and, and it's like they just almost haphazardly slip, you know, and pick it up and
2: turn it and twist it. and Not a drop. It's anyway. a fascinating profession. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. yeah so it's, so it, painting. Yeah, yeah. Painting is one. A- another one is, uh, and I don't want to say exercising in general, but mm. running. Mm. I don't know who would ever subject themselves <laughs> to that. I did it this morning at yeah. 26 degrees. I know it. Yeah.
1: yeah, But if you either get it or you don't, or mm-hmm. you, you like it or you, you, you don't, or you get it. And I don't endorph- like it, and I don't you, get it. Yeah, the endorphins yeah. and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So somebody told me, he said, I've heard about this thing mm-hmm. called the runner's eye. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah. He said, I've run and run, and I've run, and I've run, and I've run, and I've never experienced it. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm out. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Tap. I'm out. Yep. Right? And so there are things that you get into that, you know, it would be a good mm-hmm. idea if you could paint your own room, yeah. you save a little money, mm-hmm. get a little activity, feel good about yourself when mm-hmm. you finish and you step back and look at it. Uh, <laughs> if you took up exercise, it'd be a good thing. All these are positive things that have been mm-hmm. suggested to us, but about halfway into it, they're like, why did you do this to me? Why did you suggest this? What have you gotten me into? Well, there are some things in financial planning that, but believe it or not, about halfway through an interview, sometime or maybe a review with somebody, they look at me and they like, "Why'd you get me into this, Greg?" And I'll mm-hmm. give you an example. We would say that generally, you stop any American on the street and say, "What are four or five financial things you ought to be doing?" Just mm-hmm. you know, off the top of your head, what Grandma say? Uh, Don't spend more than you make. Mm-hmm. Pay off your debts. All those sorts of things. Try right? to save Give, some money. Save yeah. a little money. Those who save always have money. Mm-hmm. Give a little bit to charity. Save for retirement. All these things, right? right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we were in the middle of having a conversation the other with, other day with a person about a retirement account, mm-hmm. a four hundred one k IRA, that sort of thing, and we were explaining to them the rules related to required minimum distributions. Mm-hmm and taxes are going to be owed on this. And what are the new rules related to the SECURE Act? And
0: oh, Not of, only the
1: new SECURE Act, but SECURE 2.0, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Or 2.0. And they look yeah. over at me and like, uh, why would you talk me into having one of these? Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to be restrictive. I didn't know there were going to be so many rules. Yes, I wanted the tax deduction, but... Mm-hmm. Have you had people look at you and think, you know, I wish I didn't have to think about this?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think people want things to be easy, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Hence the, uh, the 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 famous commercial that I think a lot of people see with the easy button. Right. You know, and right. I can't remember the name of the, the company that does that. But mm-hmm. you've got the easy button. You just push it and things happen for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So retirement mm-hmm. accounts generally are attractive Why? Why would you give Daddy Warbucks some advice when he was in his 30s and 40s to participate in some kind of retirement account? An IRA, a 401k, something like that.
2: So I think that retirement accounts are born out of necessity, number one. Oh, really? Many corporations quit doing pensions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you go around back around 1980. Around that time frame. Right. 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 Uh, and they decided that they didn't want the liability associated with pensions. Mm-hmm. I can't say as I blame them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the burden really lies on the employee now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. What is the employee going to save during their lifetime for their retirement? Okay. So there had to be some benefits or advantages or enticements for these employees to do these types of plans.
1: So you're saying that, generally speaking, we realize we're going to have to incentivize mm-hmm. Phil in order right. to get Phil to do what's right for right. himself. Mm-hmm. Huh?
2: So in, in a broad sense, uh, when you look at employees who earn money, mm-hmm. There, uh, and with retirement plans specifically, mm-hmm. there's a way to save money in those retirement plans and not be taxed on it now. Okay. okay. That's the, the incentive. The idea is is that you're in a high tax bracket or a high, higher tax bracket in your working years. Okay. And when you transition into your retirement years, you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. Okay. And therefore, the money that you save can grow tax-deferred okay. until you take it out when you retire, and you'll pay less tax then. And you'll get a little bit of a tax incentive now as you're saving that money. All of that sounds well and good, right? All of it sounds well and good. And generally
1: speaking, the people that we meet with who Mm -hmm. are approaching retirement or in retirement, their tax bracket is lower than it was when Mm -hmm. they were in their 40s and 50s and their peak earnings. That's right. So this strategy seems to work.
2: It does. I don't yeah. pay
1: tax now in my high bracket. Mm-hmm. And when I do pay tax later, mm-hmm. I'll pay it in a lower bracket. Right. That's the, the mm-hmm. thought. Correct. The whole gist Correct. of this thing. And now I've got this incentive
2: because yeah. I'm saving the tax. There are also some incentives for the corporation. -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. the uh, incentives there are going to be being able to make deductible contributions on behalf of the employee, matching in this case, Mm -hmm. and sometimes some uh, rebates, if you will, on the startup of these plans. Okay. All right. And speaking of incentivizing,
1: Mm -hmm. it's not just the employee who maybe needs Mm -hmm. or wants. can be enticed by the incentive of right. taxes and deductibility and all.
2: It's the corporation. The, em- the employer can as well.
1: Right. Correct. So what we're going to do in today's show, we're going to talk about all that positivity there and then the complication that comes along with it from the Advisors' Roundtable on Supertalk. Thanks a lot for being with us at the Advisors' Roundtable on Supertalk Radio. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you here. So we're talking about the fact that, you know, retirement plans, are, they seem to be a good idea, and, and we do have retirement coming, and one of these days, maybe we don't want to work as hard or as long or as much or any. Mm-hmm. And so in order to be able to do that, we're going to be you know have to keep the lights on, so we're going to have to have some sort of savings, and there are incentives for us to save for that eventuality. Mm-hmm. And you would say, Bubba, that the majority of people, if you stopped them on the street and asked them uh, about this, they would say, it makes sense for me to be, be saving in some way for my
2: retirement. That's correct.
1: Okay. Not necessarily that they are doing that.
2: Well, and and that was the other point that I was going to make, right? Mm -hmm. So, And we've done the statistics. You probably got it on the top of your head. Mm -hmm. How many individuals out there Mm -hmm. rely on Social Security as their primary source or more than 50% Mm -hmm. of their retirement income?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's more than 40% of Mississippi. That's right. Substantial. A lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Mississippi has what? About? Three or four million in population, if you multiply that times, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, you know, a lot of those are children, so, you know, it was 40% of the adults or the retirees uh, in Mississippi, but it's uh, a few hundred thousand people who are living on, or the majority of their Mm -hmm. retirement income is just Social Security. That's right. And that's one leg on the retirement planning stool, right? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Because uh, we ought to have two or three other sources of income coming in, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, if if you're you're somebody who's sixty, and sixty two is just right around the corner, and maybe you didn't mm-hmm. work for an employer that offered a retirement plan, or nobody really encouraged yeah. you when you were in your thirties, forties, and fifties to do this, you may be staring that uh, mm-hmm. in the face. So, if you have, however, one of these retirement plans. There are some complications that come along with it.
2: Well, it seems like with every good thing, there are complications, right? Well, there's no free lunch, Mm -hmm.
1: right? Right. Okay, so let's talk about maybe some dates or some ages related to retirement money. What is 59 and a half? What what is the significance of that age?
2: So again, uh, think about what we're talking about here, right? So with Mm -hmm. retirement plans, you're putting money away specifically for retirement. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why they call it a retirement plan or an IRA, an individual retirement account, right? Okay. So it's for retirement. In order to uh, make that money last as long as possible, Mm -hmm. the government will disincentivize you in order to, to leave your money alone so that you don't take it out prior to a certain age. So they
1: gave me an incentive on the mm-hmm. front end to put the money in right. by giving me a tax mm-hmm. deduction or tax advantage uh, handling of the, Correct. the account.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you're telling me now they're trying to disincentivize
2: From, from taking it out too early. Okay. So that age is age 59 and a half. Okay. Why it's a half, I have no idea. <laughs> Somebody's you know, grandmother probably it, probably. a certain yeah. age.
1: Somebody in Congress or whatever. Right? But if
2: you take money out of a retirement plan prior to age 59 and a half, there's generally a 10% penalty for anything that you withdraw.
1: So the real world um, numbers of this, mm-hmm. let's say that Daddy Warbucks, Phil Womack, mm-hmm. our executive producer, yep. sitting over there with millions and millions mm-hmm. of dollars, let's say that he has a $500,000 IRA. Right. He worked. He put money in. Mm-hmm. His employer put money in. The market were good to him over yeah. his lifetime. He's got five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and he calls you up and
2: says, "Bubba, I need ten thousand dollars." But he's only fifty eight years old. Let's let's do one a little bit differently. Okay. okay, let's say that he still has a mortgage on his house, mm-hmm. and he says, "You know what? I've got I owe a hundred thousand dollars on my house, mm-hmm. and I want to pay a hundred thousand dollars to be out of debt completely." And this, you know, this will. This makes all the sense in the world to him. And right?
1: this, at this time, he's less than 59 and a half. And he's 58 50, years old. 58 years old. And he's decided, I'm tired of paying mortgage mm-hmm. payments. Right.
2: So he calls up and says, give me $100,000. And I can do that, right? I can send $100,000 out of his account. Okay. But what we haven't accounted for is the tax that's owed and the penalty that's owed because he's under age 59 and a half. Okay. So on $100,000, and I'm mm-hmm. going to do an overgeneralization here, mm-hmm. immediately he's going to have $10,000 in penalty that he's going to owe. And assuming he's in about a 20% bracket, another $20,000 in taxes. in taxes. So that $100,000 distribution only netted him at the end of the year approximately $70,000. Mm-hmm. Now, if he says, "Bub, I've got to have a hundred because mm-hmm. I owe ninety-nine thousand
1: eight hundred ninety-seven dollars, mm-hmm. and so I need a hundred thousand dollars." How's he
2: going? How, how do you do that, man? Well, matter? we're probably going to have to take out 130000 dollars in order to generate a hundred thousand net to him.
1: Right, because you got to
2: you've mm-hmm.
1: you've got to do the ten percent penalty if he's under right. fifty-nine and a
2: half, mm-hmm. unless he got,
1: has certain exceptions and whatever. Yeah. But paying off his mortgage mm-hmm. probably in one lump sum is not one of the exceptions. Right. Right, right. Mm-hmm. and then he also owes the tax. Correct. So I would say thirty
2: thirty five thousand dollars worth of penalties and taxes mm-hmm. is a disincentive. At the very least, I would encourage him to at least wait until age fifty nine and a half before he does this. Can you
1: live with this? Can you live with payments over that time? Another period? year or so, right? Right,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then at least it's probably saved him ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. And anybody that saves mm-hmm. you $10,000 in this part of the world should be a hero. They should be. Right? Huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, $10,000 is That's more a lot of than money. People make in two or three or four months. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. The average person, right? Mm hmm. So, 59 and a half is a pretty significant year here.
2: Right. Now, it seems like with every rule, there's always an exception. Oh, throw them at me. Right? Right. So the exception to this rule is called Rule 72T. Mm-hmm. Uh, and It's basically line 72T, a part of the IRS code that allows you to take equal and periodic payments from a retirement plan before age 59 and a half mm-hmm. and basically skirt that 10% penalty. Oh, talk to me about skirting. So, how does it work? Right. 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 <laughs> Again, we're going to use uh, Phil in this case. He's fifty-eight years old, mm-hmm. and he decides, you know what? I need I need some money to begin helping me pay my house payments.
1: So, instead of getting a whole lump sum of paying mm-hmm. it off in one fail swoop, maybe he just wants the account to make his payment for. Right.
2: Him. Maybe he wants eight hundred and something dollars per Every month. Right. Right or eight thousand dollars in this case every month, but okay. whatever the dollar amount, that really wouldn't work out in our math situation here. But
1: right, so instead of taking out a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars to pay it off, mm-hmm. let's say that his payment was eight hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and if he can just live with the eight hundred dollars. Because really and truly, if he takes a hundred thousand out and he pays the, mm-hmm. the 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 mortgage off, he doesn't have a monthly payment. That's right out of his present income. Correct, but conversely. If he does these equal and periodic payments instead of taking the big lump sum of the mm-hmm. hundred, he just takes the monthly payment. That's out. right. Now, what are the rules about this
2: seventy-two so, t? And here are the rules and how they work. Right. The rules basically state uh, that you can uh, get around this ten percent penalty if you do two things, mm-hmm. and whichever one is longer is the one that would apply. Okay. okay. So you begin taking equal and periodic payments from your retirement account. So
1: let's say that it is $800 $800 a month.
2: $1,000, whatever it is Mm -hmm. per month, right? Mm -hmm. You're still going to owe tax on it. You always owe tax, Mm -hmm. okay? But you can get around the 10% penalty Mm -hmm. by taking equal and periodic payments for Mm -hmm. the longer of Mm -hmm. a five-year period Mm -hmm. or until you reach age 59 and a half. So in this example, when he's 58, Mm -hmm. And he's going to get this 800 or or $1,000 a month. He has to continue taking these payments until age 63. he He's got the Because five years five is longer years.
1: than the time he
2: attained 59 and I. That's correct. What if he was? Age 50. 50. Well, he would have to do it for nine and a half years, take these equal and periodic payments. Because
1: five years or until he's 59 and a half, correct. the longer of. Right. So at age 50, the longer mm-hmm. of would be nine and a half years. Sure. Okay. All right. I see how it works. So
2: that gets you out of the penalty. So it's save him 10%. Correct. But now you're always going to owe the tax. Okay. All right. So if he needed mm-hmm.
1: to net $800 every month, mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily have to calculate in the 10%, maybe $80 right. penalty. Mm-hmm. But he may have to calculate in $150 for tax. That's correct. So he may have to take out $950. mm hmm so that he can send the 150, we're, we're, as you said, generalization of the numbers right. here, and just using round numbers here so people understand mm-hmm. the principle. Sure. So 59 and a half is a pretty significant number when it, it is comes a to retirement number. plans. That's right. Right? Are, are a lot of people living for age 59 and a half Many people are. All right. Yeah. I had a guy come into my office yesterday afternoon, brought his wife with mm-hmm. him, and uh, he has a significant balance in his retirement mm-hmm. account. You know, he works for a a, a local employer mm-hmm. that employs a lot of people, and at age fifty nine and a half, he can he can take a a, a in service distribution, mm-hmm. so he can start managing the money. Now, mm-hmm. quickly explain to me what that means. Let's say that you work for an employer, and they say at age fifty nine mm-hmm. and a half, you can continue to work here.
2: Yeah. But you don't have to leave it all here with our 401k provider. You basically said it perfectly. So it's a way for you to have more control over the investment selections that you do have. Okay. So many 401ks will allow at what's called normal retirement age, whatever's defined in the plan, Mm -hmm. the ability for a participant to move their money to their own self-directed IRA. And still work there? Yeah.
1: And on payroll, mm-hmm. still put in the into the 401k. That's correct. You're just taking some of the present balance. That's right. Now, what would be the advantage of that?
2: Well, maybe there's a certain product that you want to do uh, within your, you know, if you think about it, 401ks generally have anywhere between 10 and 15 different investment options to okay. choose from. All right. Whereas with an IRA, you've got a multitude, Uh, you know, uh, thousands of different investment options that you can choose from. uh, So it gives you more flexibility, control on the things that you're able to invest in within your retirement plans or retirement accounts,
1: and you know that your employer allows in-service distributions, uh, and this is be a non-taxable event if it's done right. Correct. It may be something for you to consider. We're going to continue this discussion about the nuances of retirement plans from. The Advisors Roundtable, Coolie and Labus here on Super Talk. We appreciate you for listening to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified Financial Planners, Coolie and Labus with you. And so, Bubba, we're talking about these retirement plans. They sound like a good idea. They mm-hmm. probably are for the majority of us. They give us some tax incentives and advantages, but we need to understand the nuances. Right. So, 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. was a significant age. Uh, we just spent 30 minutes talking about it, right? Right. Yeah. Give me another significant age when it comes to this. Let's say it's a 401k or an IRA, the money that I have saved for
2: my retirement. Okay. Well, before we do that, I want to back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just talk about 401k plans in general mm-hmm. and what they allow you to do. Right. So generally speaking, you can, you can put in around $22,500 this year. Right. If you're over age fifty, you can do a, what's called the ketchup and mustard, if you will. Little ketchup there. Ketchup contributions mm-hmm. uh, of of about seventy five hundred dollars. So mm-hmm. you can put anywhere from you know zero all the way up to thirty thousand dollars of your own pay into these plans. Right. 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 And I don't pay tax on right. it. Mm-hmm. Now, simple plans and regular IRAs are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Every uh, one of them have their own uh, contribution limits and sure, rules and sure. whatever, right? Uh, and and every one of them have different matching contributions if they even allow for that, right? Right, right. Um, now, with the uh, Secure 2.0 Act, that's mm-hmm. uh, going to require automatic enrollment for most employees. Right. All right? right. There are some exceptions mm-hmm. to every rule, but mm-hmm. generally speaking, if there is a, a 401k at your workplace, mm-hmm. And you fall into the eligibility requirements, you're Mm -hmm. going to be automatically enrolled Mm -hmm. somewhere in the neighborhood of about 3% of your pay into these plans. Uh,
1: Of my pay. Of your pay. So
2: here I was rocking along, and I work Mm -hmm. at this
1: same place, old Daddy Warbucks does over there, Mm -hmm. and Phil's been putting money out of his pay into this 401k -hmm. for all these years, but I've decided I can't afford it. Right. Now, suddenly, somebody's going to take 3% of my money.
2: They are. And you have to opt out. I have to consciously say, don't do that. Yeah, you have to consciously say or tell your HR people, I do not want to participate in this retirement plan.
1: Now, why in the world would somebody who thinks they know more about my life than me, the government, do Mm -hmm. 3%
2: automatically into a retirement plan. It goes back to that initial number that we talked about. Mm -hmm. and Basically, in Mississippi, 40% of the individuals out there are relying on Social Security for their primary source of retirement income. So Big Brother says... Big Brother says, you need to be saving more for retirement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is the way they made that happen. Okay. Now, you can still opt out. I still got the freedom to say no. You still got the freedom to say no. I just may but now. Have it's to an do automatic. It. Okay. Right? All right, and there are automatic increases every year. All right, that are scheduled in. Mm-hmm. So generally, there's going to be about a one percent increase mm-hmm. of your contribution amount every year mm-hmm. if you're eligible for that plan. That's going to, and if you don't want to do that, you have to opt out. So let's say that uh, I let it happen, Mm -hmm. You know, I
1: think, well, yeah, Daddy Warbucks has been bragging about how well he does Mm -hmm. in his investments in his 401k, and I'm getting close to 50 or 60 years old. I guess I need to do this. So I'm going to allow this automatic 3% to occur, Mm -hmm. and then next year, it's going to go to 4? Correct. And the year after that to 5,
2: and it will cap out around 10.
1: All right, and I have to say, no, 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 no. I don't want you to go to four, leave me at three. Or I can say at the end of the year, I tried it for a year. Right. And it's hard for me to Mm -hmm. make ends meet. Right. But I'm going to have to do this Mm -hmm. consciously. Right. And this is done because enough of us aren't saving. Correct. All right. All right. So. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, are there any more changes or things that are coming
2: down the pike that I need to be aware of? Well, I I, I don't know that these are good or bad, but (laughs) they are changes, Mm -hmm. right? So you you began this segment by talking about required minimum distributions. All right. Many people would remember us using the age 70 and a half. Yeah, a few years ago, that was the number. That was the number a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Then we had this little thing called COVID happen Mm -hmm. and secure... The SECURE Act was passed, mm-hmm. and a few other things, right. uh, which pushed that age to age 72. And this is all coming yeah. out of Congress. Right. And the IRS and the mm-hmm. Department of Labor and everybody
1: is cooperating with mm-hmm. this. And so it's now age 72. Now, what does that mean? First of all, at 59 and a half, I can take out without mm-hmm. penalty, but I'm always right. going to owe the tax. But let's say that I was fortunate like old Daddy Warbucks over there. I'd saved in this retirement account, but I love where I work. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to quit working. So I don't need to take out of that 401k. I'm that's just right. continuing it. I'm keeping score now, baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get that thing to be as big as my brother-in-law's, mm-hmm. even though he's probably lying. But he keeps yep. telling me he's got a million. So I keep, I want to I save. I want to save. I want to save. And then I retire when I'm 70 because the guy at Social Security told me that's the maximum amount mm-hmm. that that benefit's ever going to uh, grow. And I do want to see the Grand Canyon. So I retire. Right. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I'm still keeping pace with my brother-in-law because I'm not taking money out of that account. And that thing's
2: just going to grow until the day I die. Right. That's what you think. But. Well, so the the other uh, thing that you've got to be aware of is that the government wants their tax money. I think I'm pretty aware of that. They have let you defer this income. You know, in some cases you, you started working, what, at 20 and you yeah. were 21 and eligible for this retirement plan, yeah. socking money away all these years, Saving never paying tax taxes. on it. Yeah. And they say, you know what? By, By the time you die, we want that tax money. <laughs> okay. Right? And even if you die, we're going to accelerate the amount of tax that you're going to pay or your heirs are going to pay over a time period. So that's that age 72. Yep, It used to be age 70 and a half, then they moved it to age 72. Mm -hmm. This year, if you have not started taking RMDs already, that age goes to age 73, Mm -hmm. and it's actually phased up over the next couple of years uh, to age 75 if you uh, hit a certain age uh, or have a certain birth date.
1: Well, let's say that Daddy Warbucks turned 72 last Mm -hmm. year, and uh, he was supposed to start taking Mm -hmm. out of his account. Right. And they have some sort of grid mm-hmm. that uh, mathematics and, and actuaries are part of yep. and tell him you this is your divisor based on your life expectancy. Yep. And he has to take some out every year. He does. Now, when he takes the money out, what does he have to do with it? Or can yeah, he do with
2: it? He can do whatever he wants to. He's just got to pay a little tax, right? Uh-huh.
1: That was the whole That point, was the whole was
2: point. point. He can pay a little tax on it and then uh, cash the check and take it home and roll around in it if he wants to, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He can give it to the church. He can give it away. He can go spend it. He, I mean, he can put it into another investment account. He, he can give it to heirs if he wants to. Okay. Just as long as he takes it out and pays the tax on it. Okay.
1: And the only way to get right. out of paying the tax is the thing about giving it to charity. Correct. Right? Yeah. All right. And that's
2: still part of the law. That's still part of the law. It's called a qualified charitable distribution. So once you eat, reach this age in which you're required to take the distributions, mm-hmm. you've got an option, and you could give that money to church or charity or who you know whatever charity you want to. Really,
1: mm-hmm. all right. And when you give it to them, you don't. That's the only time you don't have to take the tax out, or Correct. don't have to account yep. for the tax when you fill out your taxes right. for the year in which mm-hmm. you took the money out. Is he going to have to continue to do this every year? Every single year. Oh, my goodness.
2: And every single year, his percentage that he's required to take out increases
1: because he's getting older.
2: He's getting older. Right. Therefore, not going to live as long. And
1: they're going to accelerate yeah. him paying tax mm-hmm. or the need for him to pay tax right. until the day he's not here. Mm-hmm. Let's say that he does. He starts at age 72, and he starts taking out what his required minimum is, and God forbid he dies on the day he turns 80. Mm -hmm. And there's still $200,000 left in that account. And he leaves it to you. All right. Because you keep telling that's what he ought to do, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So he leaves it to you. And, you know, that's eight or nine years from now in our math here if he starts at 72 and he dies at 80. Mm So in eight or nine years, you'll be about 50, 51, something like Correct.
2: that. yeah. What's going to happen to you? So now the old rule used to be that I, I could have taken that over my life expectancy.
1: So at age 50 or whatever. Right.
2: I've got a number of years under my belt, right, that I'm expected to live. Yeah, the
1: actuaries say, ooh, he's going to live another 30 40 or 40 years. years.
2: Right. Okay now uh -hmm. the inheritance of those if it's a non-spouse inheritance Mm -hmm. basically says that that account needs to be depleted within 10 years so if you inherit it from him if i inherit that two hundred thousand dollars i've now got a couple of options okay i can pay tax all in one year on two hundred thousand dollars don't think we want to do that probably not okay i can leave it invested and take out one tenth of it a year hmm Right? Well, mm-hmm. actually, one-tenth, and then the next year, take one-ninth of it, and eventually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, get it to where it's depleted. So take it equally over 10 years. All right. Paying tax Almost along like the a way. Almost required minimum of distribution on your own. Correct. Okay. But it's got to be gone by the 10th year. But by the 10th year, if I haven't taken anything, then mm-hmm. I need to take it all.
1: Okay. So if he leaves you $200,000 in a retirement account, you're not going to get full benefit out of $200,000 because no.
2: There's tax owed on The it.
1: tax man cometh. hmm And anywhere from whatever your tax bracket is. Sure. Yeah. 2% to 42%, whatever.
2: thirty to $60,000. Who knows?
1: So, I mean, you would love for him to mm-hmm. leave you that. Or anybody would. Yeah. They'd like to be the recipient of that. But you don't need to be going out and saying, ooh, grandpa's going to leave me $200,000. I think I'm going to go buy a $200,000 house and think you're going to be able to pay cash for it, Mm -hmm. right? That's right.
2: Because the tax rules are. You probably could pay tax for it, but then you're going to be mortgaging it later (laughs) to pay the tax.
1: Yeah, (laughs) That's true. All right. So we're up against another break. There are a few more nuances of retirement accounts we're going to go over at the Advisors Roundtable. We appreciate you for listening to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio with certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. And so, Bubba, we've been talking about these retirement accounts accounts and the fact you get a little bit of incentive on the front end because you're saving tax and then on the rear end you, you're going to uh, have some contribution to your, your uh, retirement lifestyle and all that sounds good maybe at a lower tax rate and there are some nuances we need to know in certain ages 59 and a half and 72. To, and are there other complications or things that people need to know about related to retirement accounts before they really get involved? Like, you know, you before somebody said, Hey Bubby, you need to take up running and about a half mile mm-hmm. into this, you're like, it may be good for me, yeah. but I hate it. Right. I didn't know it was gonna be like this. But we've had people kind of had that have that attitude about retirement accounts. Sure. Sure. They didn't know there were gonna be all these rules. Mm-hmm. Or they didn't pay attention when the human resource person said, you know, uh,
2: you know. Not only do you have the rules associated with them, it seems like the rules every couple of years change. Yeah, they do.
1: They really do. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's political. Maybe it's because of economists and actuaries are mm-hmm. talking to the people at the IRS or whatever. And, you know, it's probably not going to, that's not going to change either. Right. The changing is not going to change. Right. You're going to have to learn some new Mm -hmm. nuances and rules every few years. So when people are jumping into a retirement account, they're probably incentivized by the incentives, Mm -hmm. by the fact that I'm going to save taxes. And here's one that really incentivizes people. I'm going to get a match from my employer. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have two guys who start a job making the same amount mm-hmm. per hour at the same employer. They're sitting there at the table filling all of their new employee mm-hmm. paperwork out. And one guy says, I'm going to put 5% in my retirement account. And the other guy says, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And then the human resource guy says to them, you know what? Mr. 5% over here just got a 3% raise. Yeah. And the other guy is like, we haven't worked a minute yet. Mm
2: -hmm. We haven't gone out on the line. How did he get a 3% raise? Well, it's participation, right? And those matching percentages that that equate to that. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people, uh, and I I used to say this uh, semi-jokingly, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people would ask me, because we're in the investment business and we talk about investments Mm -hmm. and stocks and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. what's a good way to double my money, Right. (laughs) And I asked them back a question. Do you have a 401k plan that matches you? Uh-huh. And if they said yes, then I'd say participate in your 401k. Oh, yeah. It's an immediate way to double your money. Because if let's say that Daddy uh-huh. Warbucks
1: over there works for an employer that says, you put money in this retirement account, we're going to match you 100% on your money on the first 3% you put Correct. in. Correct. So you're telling him if he puts in 3%, they're going to put in 3%. That's a guaranteed doubling. That's
2: a guaranteed
1: way to double your money. You can't get that in Las Vegas. No, you can't. Absolutely not. A guaranteed double. Mm -hmm.
2: Now, I'm going to have to live without the money for a while. You are. In this case, probably till age 59 and a
1: half. -hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. But if, am I, if I do that, if I just stick at 3% mm-hmm. and, and their rules say they're going to match me dollar for dollar mm-hmm. up to 3% throughout my working years, mm-hmm. I'm going to double my money every year on my, my contributions. On your
2: contributions, yes.
1: For every dollar I put in, mm-hmm. I'm going to get another dollar in there. Right. Now, inside there, when the 6%, my 3% and their 3% goes into the bucket, mm-hmm. into my account, now there are investments in there. There are. All right, so this is another place I think gets complicated Mm -hmm. for people. Inside of 401K, you alluded to this earlier, there are various funds.
2: Funds and or ways to invest your money within the 401K. All right. Or within the plan. Go
1: over that just for a moment. Because I didn't go to business school. I hear this all the time. And I don't understand what happens in my retirement account. We hear that a lot.
2: Right. So one of the the changes, I think, or or additions that have occurred to retirement plans over the years Mm -hmm. has been something called life cycle or or target date funds, Mm -hmm. all right? And I equate this, again, getting back to my conversation earlier about the easy button. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you think that you're going to retire 10 years from now or 20 years from now, whatever the date may be, right, right. you're going to retire somewhere around 2040, Okay, then a, a I think in some cases it makes sense for you to invest in that twenty forty fund. So there is a fund there
1: right? that just has mm-hmm. a date, the target, right? The date I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to,
2: possibly to retire, yeah. that I just say check. Check and one hundred percent of my money. Right. And over time those investment investments in that particular fund will change. That mm-hmm. will be um, more aligned with somebody of that age or somebody who's ready to retire at that time frame. So somebody else is thinking. about Somebody else is me. managing it. Okay? okay. So again, with a, a target date fund, you've got somebody else managing it, but there are also other funds that you can choose from where other people are managing those. All so right. it may be a stock fund okay. that's going to buy big blue chip companies. All right. It may be a bond fund. That's going to buy international government bonds, Okay. you know, um, uh, yeah kind of unique in and of mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. But there are professional management companies that you can invest in within your your plan that are going to be investing your money or you choose where your money is allocated within those. Mm-hmm. And hopefully over time, those do well mm-hmm. and you increase your overall investment. I think when I have conversations with people
1: and I ask them, are you participating? Well, mm-hmm. first of all, does your company have a retirement plan mm-hmm. that you can do through payroll yeah. and save taxes on and when they say yes and I say do you participate Mm -hmm. and they say no I think there are two or three reasons that people don't Mm -hmm. number one I think that people are a little well we've said it before scared of math
2: right
1: they're afraid of math they're afraid of calculating the percentage of their pay that's going to go in you know you say to somebody hey Bob You know, you make $10 an hour and they're going to take 5% of your money and put it into a retirement account and his Mm -hmm. eyes glaze over. Yep. What the heck is 5% Mm -hmm. of $10 an hour? Right? Right. Right. So they think that they're going to have to instantly get Mm -hmm. good at math. Right. So they're a little scared of that. Mm -hmm. The other thing is they think that they're going to have to understand or care about Mm -hmm. investments. Right. Right? Right. And then they hear people at the water cooler to exacerbate this saying, I lost $12,000 last night in the stock market. And yeah. they're like, ain't no way I'm going to lose $12,000. Right. I'm not going to be in that
2: boat. Yeah. And and that individual be, may be talking about an account that is a million dollars. Yeah, he might have right? been
1: working there 40 years. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. But the number, $12,000, just right. scared off the mm-hmm. kid right. who just you know hired in last year. Mm-hmm. And so I think those things, I'm going to have to get good at math. I'm Mm going to have to get good at investments. Oh, Lord, I could lose. Uh, I think it makes it almost like this booger bear that people don't want to face. Right? And so they don't do it. And so 40% of your population gets to retirement. Mm -hmm. And they're relying on Social Security alone. That's right. One of the reasons we're having this show is to maybe take some of the mystery away.
2: Uh, well, you know, and when you say it like that, I, I hope we have, right? Right. Yeah. Kind of boiled it down to a couple of big ages and numbers and the way these things work and what they actually do for you over the long term. Right. And let
1: me do the math for mm-hmm. you. If you make $10 an hour and you think, I'm going to put 5% in the retirement account. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, 5% is not that much. That's right. Huh? It's about fifty cents, Mm -hmm. right? Correct.
2: For every hour you're putting fifty cents Mm -hmm. away, but you're also getting, in in many cases, forty cents added on top of that. Where the as your match?
1: Yeah, because a lot of plans give you Mm -hmm. dollar for dollar up to the first three percent, and and then then fifty percent of the next two percent. All right. So, the next 2% on mm-hmm. to 3%, would I be putting in 5%, they'll be putting mm-hmm. in 4 That's still yeah. about 80% mm-hmm. on my money before yeah. the investments do anything at all. Right. So, the math is not that hard. Mm-hmm. And also, um, the investment decisions, you have an easy bus- button in most of in them. In
2: most cases, you have an easy button.
1: And you don't have to become an expert. hmm But in the long run, don't you want to have a little bit more flexibility in your retirement? Maybe if you had a bigger account size and balance in your 401k, -hmm. maybe you could retire a couple years earlier than if you were just relying on Social Security. Mm -hmm. And yes, they're going to have to pay taxes, but it's something you can also leave your family. So a number of reasons we wanted to have this discussion related to retirement accounts, the nuances of them, take the mystery away here at the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk.